Hello, it's me, Blair W. Cohen, your host of the Pop Court Review. I'm gonna already apologize if you hear some construction noises. If you know, then you know this construction's been around, been happening around my house for months now. I'm tired of it. I hate that you can hear it in the audio, but whatever. Anyways, I know I'm late, um, especially when it comes to Stray Kids and Ordinary, um, but I have a rule. Um, I'm not trying to be the first person to review anything or talk about anything as soon as it comes out. Sometimes that feels kind of stale to me. It feels like rushing and I like to take my time. I like to sit with music. I like to let it marinate, whether that be for weeks or sometimes it could be a couple months. I don't really know. It just, I like to get a feel for the music overall and, you know, let it kind of, intertwine in my day-to-day and I especially like to do that with my stray kids and so I hope you can understand why sometimes I put stuff out a little bit later than when it was actually released um but if that's not what you're looking for then that's totally okay there are plenty of people who um review off that first listen I just know that sometimes my mind changes uh, after a few listens, after a month of listening to music, my mind can change. I can go back to something that maybe I didn't feel that strongly about before. That definitely happened on this particular album. And so it's kind of like, it's one of the reasons why I'm just really glad that I stick to my format. And I hope that you can understand why I stick to that format with literally anyone but especially with a group like stray kids but this is definitely the first time i'm revisiting an artist that i have reviewed already and i do know that i said in my last stray kids review that um i wanted to like do this like retro listen and artist profile and it was the early stages of this podcast and i still I'm going to retro listen and review things, but I can't say that is going to be anytime soon. But it will happen. It's just it's not going to be anytime soon. There's a lot of music coming out this month. There's a lot of music coming out in the summer. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and overall, like, K-pop is very hard to, like, pin down in that way. Like, I could do that with quite a few different artists, like a lot of retro listens. But K-pop is really difficult because um, the groups or the idols are consistently putting out new music and they're on these like really tight schedules where they release something, they do all this other stuff that intertwines, you know, their promotions and then they might go on tour and do all this other stuff. And in the midst of that, another group is doing the same thing and then they pop back out with a different comeback. And it's hard to stay consistent. Um and on top of it, unless you are a like unless you solely do K-pop. You know what I mean? It's just like the steady stream of just comebacks all the time and uh with stray kids they have two this year including the ordinary one that we're about to talk about and then there's one that is supposed to come out later this year that we know nothing about so um and obviously i want to talk about that one when it comes out too um they also have a japanese release that's coming out like i think we're in the middle of the japanese release actually and so it's just (laughs) they're very busy boys with lots to do this year and at the same time, I am a very busy girl with a lot to do this year. Um, 
So we're just going to make do when we can. I'm sorry that I promised something that I cannot do immediately, but I will get to it. Um, but beyond all that, let's talk about Ordinary. So Ordinary is Stray Kids' uh, sixth Korean EP um, or extended play. Uh, it is a mini album, right? And it was released March 18th, 2022, this year. Um, and the first thing I'll say, as far as like the teasers and stuff go leading up to this album, the price went up. <laughs> Didn't I say that? I said it last time. I was like, these boys are just, they just, they keep getting better and the price keeps going up. Like everything starts to look insane. Like the teasers for everything, the teasers for the album, the teasers for uh, even just the title track alone, the title track music video alone is like, you cannot, like, if you go and look at what anyone has said, everyone's like, this looks like a movie. It reminds me of Inception. And I'm like, yeah, it does because the price went up. But it was also up last year during the No Easy era and during, you know, Thunderous promotions. So I'm just saying, I, it's kind of crazy to see it keep elevating itself more and more. And I really think it speaks to what I said last time too, the Stray Kids is a problem. And in a good way, right? And they're a good problem. Like they, in my opinion, it's just like there's no other group like them. And if there is another group like them, they're not doing it nearly as well as Stray Kids are, period. So let's talk about the title track, Maniac. One thing I've learned to do is to not like try to like guess what they're going to do i'm never going to try to get into the brain of three racha uh, but particularly i'm not going to try to get into the brain of chan so maniac is produced by chan and rasa Choi, who has worked with stray kids many many times in the past and uh and especially on some of their like their really big standout tracks and to me, as like this giant music nerd, I always love a good artist-producer duo. And I know that it's hard to kind of say this is an artist-producer duo because Chan is a producer, but he's also in a group. But to me, they work so well together that it's hard not to recognize it. And there are so many iconic artist-producer duos that we can mention that kind of always remind me of... Um, or that Chan and Versace Choi remind me of when we see that they get to work together. And, you know, it's like Dragon 40, Once Upon a Time, there was Snoop and Dr. Dre, Missy and Timbaland, Juvenile Manny Fresh, because hello, I am a black woman living in the American South. Pharrell used to pair up with pretty much everyone who had a Hot 100 song in like the last 15 to 20 years. I don't know. And then there was like that period of time where Kanye and Jay-Z were... It wasn't that they were doing joint stuff, but it was when Kanye was just producing for Jay-Z. And um, my, the point is, even if you are a producer as an artist, I'm sure it's nice to be able to work with someone familiar who is on the same wavelength as you. And I think Ch uh, Chan and Versace Choi are a great producing duo who managed to make some of the most standout k-pop music together and i just wanted to point uh just wanted to point that out Versace Choi really does deserve his flowers he's uh like i think he's chan's age so he's pretty young 
as far like for both of them to be as young as they are and making the type of music that they're making is pretty insane you know so yeah we'll we'll talk about the other producers that are on this album you know as we go through or we'll just kind of mention them but yeah I just wanted to give Versace his flowers because he is been kind of an inner working thread through some of these Stray Kids albums and yeah he is as much as um, a big part of the Stray Kids album process as Thurache is right and so I think that's really cool anyways <laughs> so I love a good pattern and Stray Kids in my opinion usually leads with a hard-hitting rap vocal first um that is usually the push of the song while the vocals kind of do the supporting of it you know but this this time they did it in the reverse uh vocals are carrying the song and the rap line are kind of the support this time and so if you think about their last two big title tracks thunderous uh god's menu hmm i guess backdoor is a title track too but as far as like not the re-release then just like the, the initial release for both of the last two really big comebacks before this one um Chongbin led the song first and then it went to Han and so it kind of was like a hit you in the throat kind of moment you know it was meant to catch you off guard that way but this time they do the complete opposite and just kind of which is so fitting for an album called ordinary and flipping this on its head and like when you think and listen i don't know if it's intentional i don't know if what they did was intentional um but it's very clever for an album called ordinary and just like the fact that they can also show that yeah our vocals can also do the same exact thing that the rap can do when you open the song so the song itself is very unusual but it's like it's an earworm right is which is another thing this uh strikers are pretty known for is getting a hook stuck in your head and i love that in maniac like yes felix is utilized for his deep voice but we also get to hear him later using his like that kind of um more airy rap tone that he that he can do he just doesn't do as often i guess um, it's, I believe he does it in the second verse and Chumbin does it too. They both are not putting as much power behind their rap as they usually would. Um, I would say the same for, no, 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 no. Actually, I would say Han and Hyunjin kind of do, but they still kind of pull back. So the whole rap line is kind of pulled back a little bit as far as really hard hitting and the vocals are pressed forward. But what I also was like, oh my gosh, about was the fact that in the second chorus, we get Hyunjin's deep rap voice. And it's a rarity, right? Like, we, we don't hear it that often. Um, and I honestly, I, I tried to listen really well. I can't actually tell if it is a mix of his voice and Felix's voice, like if they're stacked over each other. But I can definitely tell just based off of um, some of the live performances that he is actually, he's, you know, he's coming <laughs> i can tell that uh hyunjin is rapping from his core right instead of that usual the usual tone that he has which is pretty high pretty light pretty wispy raspy a little bit at times so he's like actually singing from his core or rapping from his core this time and um so regardless if they mix some of felix's vo vocals in or not 
it's so rare that we hear that from Hyunjin. So it's kind of like a treat. And I feel like I want to say the most like, like the most standout moment as far as Hyunjin doing that in the past, I want to say it was in Victory Song. And at that time he was still a baby, right? Like he was so he was so young then his voice hadn't even like matured yet. So like it's it's crazy to hear it now. And honestly, everyone's voices are being utilized in this song to both their strengths, but uh, sometimes in ways that we're not used to hearing, similar to like I mentioned with Hyunjin, and it's nice to be able to hear everyone's growth and their strengths in a title track like this. Um, like, in particular, I love Lino's falsetto. I feel like it's such a standout moment in this song because it's just so... I don't know, I don't want to say it's random, but it kind of is, right? And then I love seeing Ayan get not only a strong solo role, but he also gets to enjoy that moment in the music video as well. And you know, we love to see Ayan get his focus. And since I mentioned that it feels more vocal heavy than past upbeat songs of theirs uh, too, we also get to hear Sigmund more and we get to hear a more playful side of Sigmund's voice. Like Sigmund is really, pretty much all vocals all the time and he has a very beautiful voice and a very beautiful tone and it's clear that he has a lot of technical training and he practices but it's nice to hear Sigmund get playful on a song and we hear it in this one as well and we also get to see him like kind of um work off Felix a little bit which is also something that I feel like we don't usually hear that often in a lot of the Stray Kids songs so but I will say one thing I was not expecting, and maybe I haven't actually heard anyone else mention it. We can hear some of Han's like British accent come out in uh, some of his rapping. I noticed it a couple of times in this album is that uh, even when he's like kind of rapping in Korean, you can still kind of hear that kind of edge. And I don't know if it's not, I don't know if it's talked about outside of fandom that much that Han, when he speaks in English, sometimes has a British accent because he's, because he uh, lived in Malaysia. But in particular, it's so funny to hear it while he's speaking or while he's rapping in Korean. Like you can just kind of hear that lift to his, to his tone a bit. And I wonder if it's just like, I, I don't know, I always wonder if something is intentional with them or not, but then I always think it is even if it's not. So even if it's not, it's really cool to hear it. Um, I heard it, I want to say I heard it in Venom too, but that's not important. That's not important. I just wanted to point that out. So um, I just, I really like hearing it, but I love that we also got um, him rapping and singing in this song. I, I love when we get to see Han's duality at the same time. And during both the pre-chorus, uh, we got that fun, like, Caribbean dance hall like style from uh, Chomin and Felix that is probably my favorite part of the song it's so fun and uh yeah it was like a big reminder that Stray Kids has grown right uh <laughs> but I will say that um that background melody that Sigmund, Ian, and Chan do uh respectively during each chorus is kind of insane it just feels like this continuous thread throughout the entire song like it kind of just holds the song together because like you jump from one sound to the next sound to the next sound like I feel like it sounds like three different songs right but somehow that continuous thread is so prominent and it just feels like it's holding the song together to remind you that 
it's just one song and and of course I can't talk about the song without mentioning the use of non-traditional sounds like the birds the drill and I don't know if it's a siren or not but it's an unusual swell towards the end of the song and it's really insane like uh we have so much <laughs> problems we have so much to talk about and I have to breeze through all this because I've spent too much time talking about Maniac but I love it so much if you're interested I can talk about the videos and the comeback overall and like a bonus episode but I don't know if I'll have time this month to do that I will say Maniac is a cool music video so I'd recommend you check it out if you have not I feel like most of you have and I probably will be mentioning the other videos just throughout the review overall but I won't go into detail about each of them so let's move on so we're going to talk about actual track one on the album which is Venom and it is just a banger, right? And side note, my only issue with Venom, literally is the music video. It's just, I can't stand spiders. And that bionic spider is freaky and creepy. And I can barely watch that video. I have watched the video enough where I know when to cover my screen. And <laughs> I do. So that's the only way I can watch it. So I'm hoping that if any of you are listening to this please never do that again i cannot do it i cannot handle it i am just afraid of spiders a lot and i cannot handle it so and it's one of my favorite songs so it sucks that i can't watch the video like i want to anyways that being said this is another chan produced track with uh producer dallas k uh it's so like how do I explain like how does someone manage to make an instrumental that sounds just as like chilling as it is seductive right that sounds like it it just it sounds like running your fingers up and down strings which is really cool and I feel like it's like really the highlight of the actual track right as far as like like the music that we're listening to or we're hearing and the wordplay of uh an excuse Good lord, excuse my Korean pronunciation. I will say that dozens of times throughout this, but Gummy Drew. I don't know if that's how I'm saying I don't know if I'm saying it correct, but and it sounds like the point is it sounds like they're saying coming through. And I feel like at some point they do say it. Coming through. Gummy Drew. I don't know. But it's <laughs> but it's really cool. Um I don't know, but it's it's the Korean word for spider web, right? And uh, I don't know, man. What I will say, um, I mentioned this in my last episode that stray kids are grown, and like they are really grown, okay? And like they're not babies; they are these are grown men. And so to me, I'm getting that the song is like this allusion to being caught up in someone's spell voluntarily, right? Like a, like a black widow spider. But my favorite part of the song is that third rap line verse or uh, the rap line really just went crazy on this album. And I'm so excited for them. Everyone is so distinct in their own personal styles. And I'll talk about that a bit when we talk about Freeze uh but holy shit like (laughs) the immediate change in pace and then it it slowly swells again that is the money shot 
Now, let me tell you why Chalmer is my favorite track off this album. Like, <laughs> and listen well, because I'm not going to explain myself twice. So, Stray Kids are talking shit, and they're not being modest. And what did I tell you about Stray Kids and me loving when they're in their bag? I just, I cannot get enough of it. I love when they actually get to puff out their chest a bit and say what they need to say. Um, I just, I've won it a dozen times. Like, give me a whole album of it. Actually, don't, because I know people will get really upset at it. But <laughs> I will take, I will take a song like this just 20 times over. I don't care. So, um, so at first we had them being stuck in someone's web and spell in Venom earlier. But now here we are and they're like, yeah, I'm a snake charmer. You're mine. You can't help but pay attention to me. And frankly, it's the most seductive song on the album. And I'm angry that number one, there's not an actual visual for it. And number two, when they did perform it live uh, for their first, I believe their first three shows for their tour in Seoul, and we saw the dance, where is the dance practice for Charmer? Give it to us. Do like you did with Domino. Give us the Charmer visual that we want like you know we want to see it and you know why we want to see it um <laughs> anyways this one is produced by Risa Choi um so I just want to throw that out there I will be mentioning producers just throughout like I mentioned and initially I thought that the chorus was saying no more charmer I'm the charmer but they're not and again forgive my pronunciation but I think it's no more charmer I'm the charmer, which then translates to too much of a charmer, I'm the charmer. It's bass heavy, it's got the whistle and flute sound in the background, it's just so good. I listen to it so much, I'm almost embarrassed at how much I listen to it. I do think um, a highlight for me is hearing Sigmund saying, hashtag we're going up. <laughs> oh, that sent me, okay, I just, I just love it, I love it so much. And then at the end where at the end where Felix extends his S's to sound like a snake. Uh anyway, no no charm on the charm, yes. Like something like that. It's just it's good. But I, I don't have any other words to describe it. Uh it's just it's my favorite off this album. It's it's up there with uh phobia for me as far as one of like my favorite skiz like B sides. Like it's so good. It's one, it's one of those songs that I'm going to, like, champion for forever because it, like, deserves all the love that it gives. And everyone loves this song. So hopefully they will give us some type of visual aid for it, a.k.a. a dance practice because it's really nice. We all want it. Give it to us. We know you can if you're not too busy. I'm not demanding anything, but please give us the dance practice. Okay. <laughs> So next is Freeze and, or Dang, right? Freeze, Dang, yeah. So um, imagine dubstep. <laughs> imagine dubstep from the early 2010s and it's done well. Because I feel like dubstep was very hit or miss in the States. I know in other parts of the world, and particularly, in particular, I think Australia really had their dubstep moment, which makes sense considering there are two Australians in this, in this group. But in the States, it was like you either really, really loved it 
or you were like, girl, what is this? Like, it, it was really no in-between. And so Color Me Shocked that I really enjoyed this a lot. The song is produced by Chan and a, produ- and a producer named Trippy. And listen, I'm curious, like, since this is so rap heavy, just like the rest of the album, uh, or most of the album at least, but this particular song is just nothing but the rap line kind of like showing off for like three minutes. I wonder if the next comeback will be more vocal heavy, but it's not that I'm complaining either way. It's like, I'll, I'll take whatever they give. I just, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, in my last Skiz review, I talked about how Strike's rap line loves to play with textures and speed in their rap. There's so much flavor in Stray Kids' rap line, and no one sounds exactly the same. Everyone is very distinct. It's very aggressive as hell, too. And I don't know what it is, um, but a K-pop group makes a song called Dang, and it sticks like grits every single time. But um, what I was going to say about the rap line and us getting to hear them play around with those those very Stray Kids-esque textures where... You know, the, the the most, like, I guess the best way to, to describe it is usually when the rap line is, like, kind of throwing their bits in, uh, the rapper with the deepest voice will go the slowest, and the rapper with the highest voice will go the quickest, and we usually get that type of contrast. And in this, we kind of get an interesting mix between uh, the two verses that they do, but overall it was really nice so we got to hear felix open a verse and it was just good and like he like i don't want to listen to me felix is just like has truly come into his own i'm so proud of felix i love felix i'm so happy that he's getting to show so many sides of himself and his voice and what he can do he's not a one-trick pony y'all can stop acting like he is he gives everything and yes his voice is so distinct and powerful and he can't help it but he knows how to use it he's learning how to do it in different ways and they are really um allowing him to try so many new things this way same with everyone same with Hyunjin and Hyunjin oh my goodness Hyunjin in this song he just Hyunjin is like at this point Hyunjin is very much flow wise on par with like Han like he's very aggressive his his cadence is really good like he just he sounds like he's been doing this like like he sounds like he's been wanting to do this his whole life like that's what it sounds like you know what I'm saying and to know where he started and to see where he is is insane and of course Han and Chanvin you there's only so much praise I can give to them they they do their they do it every single time they kill it every single time but I just want to say like those textures always come into play with Stray Kids rap line um mixing them up rearranging everyone it just it just works every single time I don't I don't really have anything else to say about it um the song itself is very much in line with the theme of ordinary it's about not letting obstacles get in the way what you want to do don't sit and wait for the iceberg to melt break it um one of my favorite parts and i'm glad that it's in here is chan's falsetto near the end of the song it's very short but don't think i didn't notice it i'm still trying to figure out the storyline for this music video though like, I know we're not talking about music videos, but I want to throw that out there. I don't know what the storyline is for the music video. 
I, I need Stray Kids to update their own lore themselves because I'm starting to get confused. The people who explain the lore online and stuff are starting to confuse me as well. I, I need a visual aid. I need a guide. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Anyways, so next is Lonely Street, which may be my second favorite song on the album. When I heard the teaser, I just wasn't sure at first. But we know the teasers can be misleading sonically sometimes. But if you know, then you know I love punk rock and punk pop. And I'm glad that Stray Kids returned to this rockier sound for a bit. It sounds so good and it's so mature sounding. And um, another thing is produced by Chan and a producer named Jun Tu. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, it's a it's also a Chan and Chongbin written song. I haven't been mentioning writers, but I mean, obviously you can go in and read who is the writer and stuff on all these. Like we know the Stray Kids are self-produced and self-writing. I don't have to explain it every single time, but I do want to point it out on this particular song because let me tell ya, between this and Secret Secret and Winter Falls and Sorry I Love You and all those like sad boy solo tracks <laughs> that have come out in the past few years. The Racha is really in their like emotional bag. So the beginning with the guitars and then the buildup of the drums hits so hard and it's a really good mix of rap singing, rapping, and a bit of like intentional autotune done really well. I don't want to linger too much on this one because I feel like it's more, I feel like it's one of the songs that's more experienced. Like you need to go listen to it. It sounds way better than what I could ever explain and obviously I can't play it on here so I would say go listen to it and <laughs> try to catch those things for yourself but I will say uh Ian in the second verse following Felix which I love Felix on this song in general but um Ian following Felix I just I don't, I don't know why it got to me so hard like it just he sounded so good and the lyrics are so beautiful like that whole second verse is just my favorite um I, I think the first time I listened to it I was like fighting back tears like I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me but I cried everything so it's not I mean I cry everything but I don't cry everything but in particular if a song can make me cry automatically it's going on the playlist like <laughs> that's just how I am um I call them sad boys, but it's truly because I'm just a notorious sad girl. I will say I'm curious though, um, in the overarching theme of the ordinary music videos, Lino's roles are like, he just seems very significant in every single one. So I'm curious what that's about. So again, I'm begging, asking, can Stray Kids actually give us their lore? I'm sure maybe I missed a V-Live where Chan has talked about it. If he hasn't, can he? Like, <laughs> I need someone to actually sit down and physically just tell me what is happening in the lore. It's hard to figure out. Like, I feel like I'm a smart girl. I have a degree. I, I not only a degree, a degree in history and journalism. <laughs> and I'm just like still so lost i noticed patterns but i can't figure this out so I, I really wish someone would tell me but let's move on so uh now we have our first unit song of the album um this unit is consisting of ian sigmund lino and chan i want to call this group the vocal line but it's more so like the maknes and the hung line <laughs> uh the song itself is called waiting for us it's essentially a song for stays the fans and i've missed quite a few of chan's v lives like i said so if he's explained it further than what i think it's about 
let me know but I will take it as you know a kind of reminder that when the pandemic was at its worst and no one could really see each other we couldn't go to concerts and it was hard to just like it, it just seemed like nothing was possible <laughs> and the future felt really bleak um you know so it's like kind of this reminder of like you know they were always there and the fans were always there for them and it's like this great mutual feeling that one great day will come when you can see each other again right it gives me spring day vibes so which i i did see uh a clip of chan and ian actually watching spring day on youtube i didn't watch it but i know it's from a v live he did uh maybe a month ago I don't know so I'm curious I, I didn't watch to see the context of why they were watching it but <laughs> anyways the song does remind me of spring day not necessarily um in anything other than topical but regardless the best part of this particular song is that it's stripped down stray kids where you know this particular subset of the vocal line gets to croon over an acoustic guitar and it's very soft and it's very beautiful um, what I do appreciate uh, is that we know Ian, Sigmund, and Chan shine on songs like these, but I feel like we don't ever really hear Lee No on songs like these. And I am a Lee No enthusiast. I want Lee No to shine in every way possible, not just in dance, not just in being an MC. I just think he has such a beautiful voice a beautiful tone and it's so nice that he got the chance to shine on a song like this um he's just not usually on super soft unit tracks and he's usually kind of like on the fun upbeat ones so it's nice to see another side of Lino as well I feel like throughout this entire album everyone got to show a really kind of I don't want to say polar opposite side of themselves but a side that is less known um just I don't know overall on the song everyone sounds great and I don't really think there's much else I can say about it it's a good song go listen to it <laughs> listen to the whole album right so the last song and uh which is the other unit track is Muddy Water with the rap line so Chanbin, Hyunjin, Han, and Felix or as I like to call them the middle children of the bunch <laughs> now if there was any song on the album that actually caught me off guard it was this one because one thing I've noticed about Stray Kids is that they stick to mostly trap EDM and a bit of house here and there and then of course their ballads they do a lot within those type of genres in particular so they kind of like it's like they have these roots you know in one place and they allow everything to kind of combines and branches and it kind of incorporates into a lot of different other genres as well but we don't ever hear them do like this boom bap rap you know and <laughs> god say boom bap rap like seven times in a row anyways we don't hear them do that uh really at all boom bap rap is more of like a early 90s type of genre it's a or genre it's a type of rap style I'm sorry um it was pretty much like hmm how can I explain it was it was pretty much shifting to something else when I was born in the early 90s so you know I, I mean I grew up hearing it because of my dad listened to it but by the time I was like fully comprehending music fully on the radio rap had kind of moved onto line more with um more new jack swing style um, all these boys, everyone in this group was not even a thought when boom bap rap was popular because I was barely a thought. So 
it is very left field, but it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. Um, especially since I mentioned the rap line, I've been kind of showing off the whole album and to wrap it up here, like, yeah, we can do this too. It's pretty on par for Stray Kids. They, they love a good gotcha moment in my opinion. And to be fair, I feel like this song was entirely made for them. Like, obviously it was made for them, but like, um, I just feel like the rap line wanted this particular sound and got it and they wanted to convey a certain message and were able to do it perfectly. Um, so it's produced by a, a producer called Million Boy, I think that's right, and Chan. So it feels like it's a bit self-indulgent to me, which is good for them wanting to step outside of what everyone else is doing and kind of doing something that is more you know what they wanted to do or wanted to be able to try out this style because honestly I feel like I feel like Han has the perfect uh cadence and rap style for boom bap rap and then like Felix also kind of has that too because like if you think about boom bap rap and um from the early 90s you kind of uh I, when I think about it, I hear super deep voices as well. So, and, and he's rapping in English too, and for a good chunk of it. So, like, that's crazy, right? So, <laughs> I don't know. I think the most surprising to me is Chumvin and Hyunjin on it, just because it's not that Chumvin can't do it, or it's not that Hyunjin can't do it. It's just I feel like their voices are far more suited for um, that trap style. So, I think this is really good, and it really like call me shocked for real to hear a Hyunjin on a song like this and him to actually you know kind of play around with the hook himself like I thought that was really cool um so with this song we have another track where Stray Kids are directly speaking to their haters they're relating them to Muddy Waters on or Muddy Water or Dirty Water sneakers or just like I guess from rainwater it's gross it's dirty but when you're at the top you can kind of always get new sneakers or wipe it away and it's just aggravating at best right and what's funny to me um if you know then you know but I'm a writer first <laughs> uh not a songwriter but a writer of things and I want to say that like right before I heard this album I was writing this piece and um it was this long form story and one of my characters has a lot of rich friends and uh this one not rich friend and this character values their things so much and one day he messed up his brand new sneakers in muddy water and one of his richer friends empathizes and buys him a new pair but the not rich kid uh friend the not rich kid friend <laughs> buys uh not buys him but got there first and taught him how to properly clean those sneakers and kind of wipe it away um wipe off the dirt and you know it makes it feel brand new and every time i hear this song i'm just like who is in my head over at the strangest dorms or why are we on the same wavelength but no um i just thought that was it just reminds me of it every single time i hear it um i just enjoy the message and i've said it before I enjoy being shocked and surprised by this group. It never gets old for me. I feel like every album they're showing their versatility and that they're really not a one-trick pony. They can do a lot and do a lot well, you know? I'm very proud of the success that they've had overall, but especially in the last year or so, it's been wild to watch. And like I said last year, it's only up from here for Stray Kids. Overall, Ordinary is a great album. I feel like trying to introduce someone to their music is really hard <laughs> because there's so much to cover and this album gave us 
like seven different genres of songs in less than 30 minutes without even tackling the sounds that they made last year and the year before that. So I'm trying to back off of my Britney ratings. So we'll give it 4.5 out of 5 blares because it was a mini album and I feel spoiled uh, and I'm excited for the new stuff that's coming out and I wish this was longer but I will take it and then we'll wait for the new stuff to come out anyways and um, so I do want to say I'm not going to be covering the Japanese songs maybe one day maybe one day I'll just do a whole episode of a good chunk of their Japanese releases but it's just so much music and I have a lot of other stuff to cover I can't just only focus on Stray Kids as much as I want to but I can't uh, <laughs> it just none of this will be soon it'll be eventually one day maybe when things are a little bit slow and I need to uh, kind of get around to some retro stuff and retro listening but this was our show so until next time uh you know what I always say I care about you and I love you if no one else has told you today next episode I'm going to Harry's house um you should know that you should have saw that coming but until then bye